Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there's a different parenting style that exists nowadays compared to the old days. When you were a kid, you were expected to watch what you were saying. You were expected to watch your behavior. Nowadays, meh, your kid could do anything. And they just chop it up to, well, he's acting out, and it's not his fault. And it's like, nothing is anybody's fault anymore. And I think that's part of the problem. You know, when you never tell your kid no, and they never have done anything wrong, they grow up to believe that they can never do any wrong, and that it's never their fault. And that's why they're undependable. For example, if you get invited to Thanksgiving at a family member's house, and you're not cooking anything, and they ask you to bring, like, napkins, but then they add a little proviso that they'd rather that the napkins didn't have a company logo on them, you're the worthless one in the family. On the other hand, if you're cooking a turkey, and you've got some mashed potatoes going on, and you're doing your signature green bean casserole recipe, guess what? You're one of the more dependable types in the family. Ask your grandparents if you get the chance, or, God forbid, your great-grandparents... Well, you should ask them a whole bunch of shit, but here's what you should like definitely ask them about. How were their parents? How was their, their mother growing up? How did they handle things like foul language or bad behavior? And listen to the horror story that's trotted out. But guess what? Your grandparents were some of the most upstanding, build-the-country, backbone-of-the-nation types that you'll ever meet. Now, the people that were out riding during COVID, Antifa... These were the kids that were never given a timeout, their parents never raised their voices, and they were allowed to act out if they felt bad. They're the same ones that when you try and fire them at their first job in the real world, they don't believe you because they've never been allowed to fail at anything. Therefore, you must be wrong. But they're also why it costs so much to have employees now. Do you realize that the When I used to be in between jobs, I would get just a cheap insurance policy just so I could get to the doctor if I have to get, uh, I have asthma on occasion, just to get my asthma meds, or if I happen to get a sinus infection, which I'm prone to. But there used to be what I called get-bys, and it was get-by insurance. It would get you one, maybe two visits to the doctor a year, and a, a very mild prescription program. And it worked. It was dirt cheap. It was like 50 bucks a month, but it kept you going in between jobs. Well, and then the, uh, the Affordable Care Act happened, and now the $50 a month insurance, it's $275. And that's the cheapest you can get it at. Why? Because it absolutely has to carry pregnancy, prenatal, even if you're a guy. I still find that one amazing. It's like, really, it has to carry prenatal? Maybe put it in there if you happen to be not identifying as a female, but somebody that actually could get pregnant. Now, I don't mean to offend the LGBTQ community, but unless you were biologically born a female, you can't have a, you can't gestate a baby in your body. I don't think I'm talking out of school there. I think that's basic biology, but a lot of people like to ignore that. Now, due to family members in that community, I'm also wildly sympathetic to that community. But I do enjoy that my family members are very realistic about what is and what isn't. 
You know, we don't ignore the facts of biology. But I think if you're looking to raise your kids properly, you do need to give them some semblance of there are things you do and things you don't do. And one of the biggest things I was raised to is don't ever bring shame to the family name. And that was a big thing. That was one of those kind of an unspoken. It might got mentioned to you once or twice, but you seriously, from there on, you were held accountable to that. And God forbid you violate that. I went to Catholic school. Getting your ass whipped in Catholic school was a regular occurrence, especially for me. I once had a nun say that she needed to just break that spirit. I don't want to... My mom was of the opinion, yeah, we don't need to break that spirit. We need to just point him in the right direction and get him to quit fucking around long enough. Which makes perfect sense. And it did work. I outlasted the nun. She left the school before I did. But I think that if you look at parenting way back when versus way forward now, we're raising a nation of problem children. Antifa, rioters, millennials, basically. People that their emotions or way they feel about something, whether right, wrong, or illogical, is so important that everything else takes a back seat. Which kind of means that they're going to be useless as human beings. But they can still vote. I don't think that's fair. But if you roll all this together, we end up with today's episode. Please beat your kids on today's caffeinated humor. I first became acquainted with Miho in line at the airport. Miho is about two and still doesn't talk. That's okay though, he screams. And mom seems to be okay with that. Mom seems to work in a state of constantly ignoring Miho, who spends his spare time shrieking at the top of his lungs. And they are two people behind me in line. Awesome. This couldn't get any better if someone stabbed me. Perhaps Ray Lewis has some free time. For those Baltimore Raven fans that are fuming right now, the man's a criminal and you gotta deal with that. Sorry about that. Been having a text argument with a couple of uh, Ravens fans about Ray Lewis's retirement. Now back to Miho. Mom seems to have her phone stuck to her ear, and every few moments she jiggles the stroller Miho is strapped down in, which freaks him out even more and makes him louder. She can't even see him. Well, this is just getting better and better as we go. I only know that his name is Miho because when he was taking a, a gulp of air between shrieks, Mom interrupted her very important phone call to say, Soke, Miho, before she got back on the phone. Now, I googled Soke, came up with nothing. Might be a foreign language, loosely known as Spanglish. That's only like light racist if you just don't get your panties in a twist. Now luckily the line moves up and there's a chance that I might go to the baggage check counter about 25 feet away. I got no such luck. The counter five feet away suddenly becomes open and the rep waves me over. I check my bag and make small talk over the background screams of Miho, who is now about seven feet behind me. The rep is looking more and more agitated as we go, and things are not looking good. Time to smack the hornet's nest. 
You know, my mother would have smacked my ass by now. The wreck looks up at my comment and lightens his expression a little bit, realizing that since I brought it up, he is semi-cleared to comment back. My mother would never have let it go this far. She would have beat me to death by now. I snort and figure that's it. That's a funny line. Oh no, we're not done yet. The rep is not finished. I don't get these Mexicans and their kids. Now this would be considered racist anywhere else in the world, but the rep happens to be of African-American persuasion, and according to CNN, cannot be racist. Now it's not my rules. That ignorant statement came from a CNN host, and I'm not shitting you there. Really? Now, I'm under no obligation to diffuse the situation here, and that's where really came from. Mexicans have all these kids and don't know how to raise them. The rep hands me my boarding pass just as two things happen. First, from behind me, over Miho screams, Excuse me? Mom caught the last comment from the rep. The second thing that happened is the rep supervisor happened to be walking behind him just at the moment he said it. So I grabbed my boarding pass and I scoot. I don't want to be caught in the middle of this delightful shitstorm. I hot-footed out of there. Now with my vacating the counter, Miho's mom reflexively pushes Miho's stroller up to the counter, presumably to check her bag and rip the help a new one. I stop at the end of the row near the door and just watch the whole scene unfold. The rep is in the wrong, but is not backing down. He's in a whisper fight with the supervisor, who appears to be about 12 years old. Every now and then, he, anger he gestures angrily at Miho and his mom. It appears that the rep is trying to make the case to the supervisor that Mexicans do indeed have all these kids and can't raise them. The supervisor is trying to do absolutely anything that won't get him fired. Imagine my good forward fortune to be here on the rep's last day of employment. Time to head to the gate. Now I do wonder if they gave Miho's mom free tickets before she called the police. I also wonder if there's time to get coffee before my flight.